Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today is comedian Gwen Sunkel. Hi. She is my guest today. We talk everything, don't we, Gwen? What do we talk about today? Oh, we talked about it all. We talked about knuckle tattoos. <laughs> we talked about diet Snapple. And we talked about responsible family planning. <laughs> yeah, you'll love our responsible family planning parade. And that's coming to a city near you, sponsored by Taylor Swift and Chick-fil-A. And Bojangles Chicken. <laughs> Enjoy this episode with my newest, bestest buddy, Gwen Sunkle. <laughs> oh, we ready? We going already? Are we going already, Wyatt? Is it? Damn, Wyatt. Hey, don't forget the time again. Don't forget the time, Wyatt. Get the time. The what? The, the time. The time? Wyatt, get the time. Why? Right. Wyatt, the time. I won't forget. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Tales from a Gemini, it's BT, and my guest today, okay, we're done, we're shutting it down, <laughs> we're shutting it down. Lock her out of the studio. <laughs> Listen, this guest, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, she had me at, hey, BT, I want to be on your podcast, and I go, bingo, you're on, and honestly, and I've all, and every time I see you do comedy, and we haven't really, you know, interconnected a lot, but you always made me laugh. And I was researching you, and I was like, oh my God, you fucking were cracking me the fuck up. I'm at home, and so I got your videos, and I'm watching them, right? And I'm on my phone looking for something else, and that joke you do about the kind of guy you like, he has knuckle tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get finger banged by doing knuckle tattoos. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That shit made me go, oh, <laughs> get finger banged by doing knuckle tattoos. Yeah, because you can tell he can really, you know, take a beating. <laughs> on his hands there take a beating like damn how vicious well, is your you vagina know, you know you take a fucking beating Didn't you be the one taking a beating uh, no either way either way i'm just you know you can tell that they've like been through some shit you know <laughs> why would you want that hand inside you if it's been through some shit like <laughs> like honestly you see through knuckle tattoo usually one of them is a little bit swollen because he's been in a lot of fights mm. so he's got a tattoo why would you want, and honestly, if he has knuckle tattoos, his fingernails are going to be dirty because he probably can fix shit and he doesn't give a shit about, like, hygiene. Like, he, um, he's the kind of guy that, like, takes a piss and just leaves, which, you know, a no, lot of us do. I, a lot of people who do work with their hands are very good about keeping their hands clean. No, that's Because they're like, cook. these are my tools, Only you a know? cook. Only a cook. How many mechanics you know, well, I got to wash my hands before I get on this transmission? <laughs> well, not that. They're, you know, they're, that's their work day. But, like, after work... <laughs> They're cleaning it out. You think so? Yeah, they got that orange goop in the bathroom. Like Cheeto does? <laughs> yes, yeah. It's so, liquefied so, Cheetos. So, so, that's how you scrub your hands off. So you're going to trust a dude with knuckle tattoos? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Hope for the best. No. <laughs> Hope for the No. How do I expect the worst? Hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. So prepare. F- <laughs> yes. You know what yeah, I'm trying to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, those guys, so the guy with knuckle tattoos, you have no problem with? Like absolutely it. not. No. <laughs> Guys, ladies, bring it on. Bring it on. By the um, way, I, I did that joke come about. Was that one of those jokes that was real life where you go, oh my God, he's got a knuckle tattoo. And then like, you know what? I, this kind of turns me on. <laughs> no, it was actually, so the, the rest of that joke is that if the hamburger helper hand had knuckle <laughs> tattoos, I would like be really attracted to the hamburger helper hand. And it was, it more started like just <laughs> imagining like what a relationship with the hamburger helper hand would look like. How much free time do you have? <laughs> God damn. I don't get booked that often. So please put me on your comedy shows and podcasts so that I stop having daydreams about the hamburger helper hand. I, I, okay. I'm not going to ask you your age, but I think. We're somewhere in around, somewhere close to the same ballpark. I'm not going to put you down there, but no, the fact that we were talking before the show, which I hate doing, but it brought up a, a good point. You talking about how 
So the guy you're working on on the show said, you know, music today sucks, but because you, there's no music you can grind on girls with. Yeah, yeah. He's like, the music today is all sad, you know? Well, it's all like, isn't it kind of all like druggy, kind of like, you know, kind of uh, stupid? And there's no like, you know, like. There's mm, no beat to it, you know? There's like, nothing wrong with the little mama grind. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember those days but, in the club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those days, thank God those were pre-Me Too days, because, man, Absolutely. you would have went straight to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were feeling a lot of things. <laughs> and when I'm on the hamburger helper hand. No, no, no. You were feeling a lot of hamburger fingers <laughs> <laughs> happening in the club in the early 2000s. It was it was out there. Do you remember that? Okay, you're yeah. from here originally, right? Uh, no, I, I was born in a town about an hour away from here. What town? Uh, Greencastle, Indiana. Okay, Greencastle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. On I-70? Yeah, like halfway between here and Terre Haute. You Cl- get it. Close to the go-kart track. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. my favorite dra- go-kart track. In the- I love that go-kart track. I've oh, raced no on it before. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, huh. that's why I like Indiana. We talked about why I moved here. And, uh, and the good thing about Indiana is, listen, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and I'll say this to people in their face. Kind of like Indiana has no problem with racism. Like, they go, they, like, I can't say they embrace it, but they have no problem going, yeah, you got to stand up for something. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> this lady actually said that. I go, man, you guys are kind of racist here. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> what that's what she chose to say. Well, for. I mean, you know, you, you got to stand up for something. And I go, wow. I mean, they don't, they don't shy from it. So I say it about Indiana is, listen, especially in Indianapolis, Indianapolis. It's really trying to be something else. It really is. Yeah. It's trying, and God bless it, it's really, really, really trying, but at the end of the day, it's still, mm, you know? But it's trying, though. Yeah. And and I want to give you props for what you're bringing in, and 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 this is our really first long-term, I mean, a long talk. So aren't you uh, part of a pride fest with comedy? Uh, no, but I do another comedy festival called yeah. Middle Ground Comedy Festival. Uh, I know Middle Ground, yeah. but, but I knew you had something to do with the, with the Pride Festival. Like, it was something with Pride and uh, them telling jokes, and I, thought, I saw it on your Instagram. Oh, I did do a, um, like a Pride Month comedy show. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. What it was, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, just trying to kind of um, showcase some of the queer comics in town, and then, um, you know, just a, like a celebration of... Of joy, of gay joy. Well, you know, because think about your if you follow her on your Instagram. By the way, I didn't even, I didn't even tell you your name. It's Gwen Sunkel. Sorry. Hi. Yeah, and, and her Instagram is IG at uh, Gwender Woman. Yes, like Wonder Woman, but with a Gwen. Okay, now, and I was gonna ask you that because you know you, you uh, were in the uh, you know the Pride Circle, so I didn't know. Uh, are you are you gay? Or are you are bi? Or? I'm a bisexual. I, I thought that because you talked about the dudes with the nothing, but you also mentioned women, and I go, huh? And I saw with the Pride, and I go, okay, and I kind of. I kind of thought you were, but I thought, what a better place to showcase that than here. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's kind of like being um, socially uh, liberal but fiscally conservative. You know, <laughs> it's like socially, I'm a lesbian, but fiscally, uh, I'll still have sex with dudes. <laughs> If so, that helps okay. explain. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, like I'm very pro-abortion. Oh my God, I love it. It's kind of like me being like I'm vegetarian, but I mean, I, I go vegan when I can, but it's kind of like being a born-again Christian, but you only mm-hmm. go to church on Easter Sunday. Right. Kind of right. like that. Yeah. You know I mean? And that's what I am when it comes to being a vegan, uh, borderline vegetarian. In the same way. Sometimes we slip up. Yeah, sometimes yeah. we slip up. Like yeah. cheese? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't tell nobody. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like cheese. But, yeah. yeah. So it's like you. But but you're opening out there. So like, were you always, did you always know you were bisexual? I think so. Like I, I remember as a kid, like having, you know, what you later learned were like 
sexual feeling toward like lady cartoon figures like Jessica Rabbit. Well, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, you? I mean, no, yeah. nobody is seeing Jessica Rabbit and not like having a feeling, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was a growing adult when that came out. I was like, holy shit! I was wow, fuck, fuck this cartoon. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, who was that movie for? <laughs> it was like the darkest, sexiest cartoon characters you've ever seen, but it yeah, absolutely an animated movie. Like there were Happy Meal toys <laughs> themed for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and this was a movie about framing somebody for a murder. For a murder, right? But the but the but the animation, she was hot as fuck, right? And you're like going, oh, damn. I remember, I remember my mom was trying to say something to me while I was on. I go, I almost said, "Mom, you need to shut the fuck up." But now I was a kid. I, that, that's how hot she was. I almost told my mama, "You need to shut the fuck up." Just grab it on. But I didn't. I, 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 that was, I still that's probably a good idea. Yeah. That yeah. was a great idea. I think everybody knows about Black Mom. So, yeah, but I, but that's how hot she was. I would have, I, yeah. I almost took that L for Jessica. <laughs> okay. So, you were willing to. So, you were, so you were kind of attracted, but that was animation. So, you know, so maybe you, you thought the feelings were there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the same way that I would like if you watched like, um, my mom would like watch soap operas during the day or something and you'd be like, oh, that man is very handsome. That woman is very beautiful. You know, like it, I could see like having the same feelings for okay. both people in the scene. Okay. So, so when did it like, uh, say maybe start experimenting with it, like took it that step further where it went from she's hot to, you know what, I'm going to ask her out to maybe go to a movie or something. Yeah. Uh, in college I started, I started dating ladies and, um, you know, I had, kind of like my first like what I would say love you know and I and I realized and I thought you know maybe oh maybe it's just this person you know right. and but then I was like oh well there's no way I couldn't feel that way about like other women so I guess that means I like both that's good I mean did, did you enjoy it though did you find a difference uh what dating I mean uh, like what? actually yeah having a, a girlfriend and a boyfriend I mean like you know like uh, did you find a difference in in like with the dating styles and what they did and how you felt like where it's what you were going with a boy and then like a problem with a rise, then going out with a girl and problem with a rise. Would it be the same basic thing? Um, like how we dealt with it or how you the dealt with it and their response to it. Yeah. I mean the response and like how we dealt with it, I think, cause like I'm the same person, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm going to bring the same energy to either interaction. And, um, I probably attract similar people of all genders, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't find it was that like, like, Oh, it's harder to fight with, a, you know, a girl than a boy or something like that. I didn't really feel like that, but, um, I'm also pretty conflict avoidant. So I would usually just break up with someone before we had like any kind of really big problem. Yeah. Avoid conflict. Isn't mm -hmm. that the greatest? It is. It's so good. Man, you just cut that shit off. At right. The, like, boom. Just it's say over. Like, I'm good. I'm good on this. There's yeah. no reason to be, get to that point where you go, you just like, you dread seeing the person that you're Ugh. supposed to be in love. I mean, like you, Oh fuck. Here we go. Yeah, I can't do that. And that it's it's the worst. So if I see like it's not gonna work, then that, that was pre ghosting days. I would just mm. like you know, and almost pre cell phone days for a long time for me. Yeah, so yeah. It was mm -hmm. easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had a girlfriend like, hey, call me or whatever, and then you know, well, you had an answer machine. You call it, and she goes, hey, I'm trying to call you, and then like you say, ah. Sorry, was, it got yeah. erased because it was on a literal cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those days? Yes. Yeah. Remember those the days? tiny cassette tapes? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. We go way back, don't we? We do. We it's do. All, it, it was too, almost too far, really. Almost 
I can't say a better word. People, I mean, people look at the past almost with nostalgia, but if you really, really sit back and look at it, it's actually a better time now. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say objectively, like, we have better treatments for diseases even in the last, you know, 30 years. We, um, you know, more opportunities for uh, for queer people and people of color. Um, we have, um, you know, diets, diet Snapple <laughs> and things like that. So, no, we have, I don't know. No, whatever you want to, what box you want to check, and almost, it sounds like nothing, but just having this conversation as freely as we are. I yeah, mean, we couldn't have done this in the 90s. I mean, or, we could have, but it'd be like, you know, okay, listen, this is what we're going to do. You know, we almost had to yeah. Anne, Anne Frank it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, listen, I hear that, you know, you like women too, and look around. I mean, but now it's out in the open, which is great. The people can be who they want to be, check off this box, and, and, and I can't say shame, but in a way, it's kind of good that you... If somebody doesn't really like it, then, unless you're with the Republican Party, unless you don't really <laughs> like it, you know, like, they know how to basically shut the hell up and go on about their business. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, like, kids, kids today or whatever, but, like, I was afraid to come out to my parents. Of course. You know, like, yeah. and, I, and I was an adult, you know, I was 20 years old when I did, um, and I was still, like, afraid to, to tell them that. Um, and now like I have friends who have kids who are like 11, 12 years old and they're like, I'm a lesbian and their parents are like, great, amazing. And the, you know, yeah, they're more supportive, which, you know, which I think is such a, it's great. That's yeah. why this time is better because last thing you want to do is have that wall between you and your parents and you know, you want to tell them something, but you can't because you, you know, don't know what the reaction is going to be. And hopefully that wall is down and now you could be, I like parents being buddies with their kids and their yeah. kids going to tell them, hey, I think I'm this. Well, you know what? If you are, I'm going to support you because you're my kid. And yeah. that's the way it should be. Absolutely. You know? And I should say now that my parents are very supportive of, of my lifestyle. Were they so. always? Were they always? No, so no, they weren't always. Um, and it wasn't more of, it wasn't so much like a, they were like, condemned me about it or said anything it was just more like a don't ask don't tell thing you know it's just like, i got you yeah we don't need to hear about that part of your life I, okay i hear you yeah they don't want to hear about the, the knuckle tattoos right right, you know. right right oh, oh my god you know yeah you don't want to hear that shit but then again no yeah i'm, I'm the same way in, in a way that yeah i mean but even to this day though on things that you know i tell i don't tell my parents everything but i think my parents sure. i don't think my parents think i'm gay just because like I think um, I think my dad, my, my dad, my brother had a discussion about me that I wasn't there. But my brother let it leak on something. He goes, he goes, no, man, he can't be gay. All the girls who go out with it, and I want to go. Listen, I'm not gay. I just don't like at this point in my life. I'm glad I have nobody. I have yeah. like nobody. But I like that freedom. I just like it's. I've never been to this point in my life where it's like I have nobody. But I'm actually just happy. Like I finally realized, yeah, you know, I wasted a lot of time yeah. and waste a lot of people's time realizing, hey, man, I'm kind of better off just being. By myself. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're trying to do comedy or the arts or, or you know, bikes and stuff like you do. It, it's like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I, you know, I'm in a relationship with comedy. Like, the, the time that I would normally spend going out with a partner, I spend doing comedy. I, I couldn't, there's... Look at it now. There's no way in the world I can just lay up on somebody and just not do anything. Just sit on the couch and watch some show on TV. That would drive me. F now I know why people kill their whole family. That's what I would do. <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd be like, hundred you percent. Know, yeah. One, I, you know what? I, I know the scenario. I would come home, be like, honey, I'm home, and she's cooking or whatever. And the kids, hey kids, and they, everybody, everybody just like ignores me. Like, okay, and I go downstairs and I blow my fucking head off, and they go, honey, dinner's ready. <laughs> and the kid would go downstairs, mom, dad blew his head off. God damn it! I made his favorite 
favorite dish to boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and, and that's how it would be, man. I couldn't take that. I can't. I don't know how people can do in a relationship where they just they're under each other all the time and all they yeah. do is watch TV and they go to bed and wake up. That would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hate that. This, I mean, like you said, we're married to this this comedy. We're married to the game. Married to the game, baby. <laughs> married to the. And when did you start? Like, when did you start doing this? Uh, about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. How? Like, was it on a dare, or you always knew you were funny? You said, "Fuck, I'm doing it." Uh, so I had always performed a lot when I was a kid, like in choirs and plays and stuff. And um, but then I. So my day job, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse practitioner. Um, but you know, when I first got out of school, I was working nights yeah. and you know, it's hard to like commit to being in a play or something when you work nights right. and your schedule's all over the place. Um, so I went to grad school and finished and became an NP. And when I had a little bit more of a like daytime working schedule, I was like, Oh, I would like to try to do something in the arts again. Um, and so I went to um, an open stage. It was actually an open stage for burlesque performers. Oh. So yeah, yeah. So oh damn girl. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we'll have some stand up comedy on this, you know. And um, I had a great time, and it was a terrific audience. And those audiences are so like giving and wonderful. It's not like sometimes a comedy audience you have to like win them over a little bit. Yes. But like a burlesque audience is like we are already here. We're already gonna see titties. We're in a great mood. Um so we will laugh at anything. I didn't hear what you said after you said titties. I was just like, titties. You <laughs> just thinking about titties. You, you know? know, honestly I did a show at like at a, at a uh, um swingers club. Uh, and yeah. they're the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady was front row, butt ass naked, titties out the seriously. And the only thing they, the only thing they kind of had a problem with, and I go, hey, what do you do for a living? They go, whoa, and, they, and that, that's the only thing they got kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we, yeah, they don't want to bring their civilian yeah, lives. Yeah, into we can't this. tell you that. And I thought that was the fun. That was the thing that, that offended them the most. Me going, hey, so what do you do for a living? Whoa, hey, buddy, whoa, you crossed that line. Yeah. But anything else, I mean, the girl's butt naked in front of me with titties, and I gotta try to concentrate. Yeah, but I, it, I, like a dude is literally fingering someone next to you, yeah, like uh, next to the stage. Yes, tattoos, knuckle deep. Knuckles. You know, yeah, it's like. <laughs> I don't know why, but you just keep <laughs> really get in there. You know? I mean, you're going okay. I mean, all right, yeah. it's great. It's really. I felt like Bobby Brown in a crack house. I was like, you know what? I gotta get out of here, or I'm gonna get kicked out. I, that's <laughs> how I felt. I really felt that way. This girl came around the corner naked, and I, and she was hot, and I was like, hey, you know, it's okay if I. And I think we kissed for a little bit, and I was like, okay, I think I better leave because I, I I can see myself getting kicked. I I get I get crazy. But that's the place for it, though. Yeah, but I would get because I'm loud too. You know, you, people, the door be shut. Like, oh, and then okay, you got to go. You know, I mean, I can, I can see myself being kicked up. BT, you are loud in everything that yes, you do. Like, yes, I, I really am. We judged the comedy contest at Helium, and <laughs> BT was over there just like, mm, all right, okay. You had a lot of comments on everything. I always say to myself, I'm so loud. Even black men at a picnic. <laughs> Watching a basketball game that they got money on, go, hey man, could you quiet down, bro? <laughs> that's how loud I am. I'm serious, man. But I know I am, and that's just who I am. That's why I try to, I try to stay by myself. And it's not because I'm being a dick. It's that I just realize how loud I am, so I try to limit my contact with people. So COVID was really good for you because you're like, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta stay six feet away from you, people. <laughs> You have no idea. You think uh, this is true? Story. You know, I love cycling, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. on my bicycle. You know, in the uh, literally on the back road to Indiana, literally on the back. And so to talk, I mean, sometimes I gotta talk myself up because I'm not getting a. You know, like yesterday it happened. I was like, I went for a long ride and my legs just quit on me, right? Yeah. And I so I'll be in the middle of nowhere, 
it's like by a farm, and I go, come on, nigga, you gotta go. And I swear to God, there's always somebody there, and there's one lady just walking her dog. It's like she popped up, like, oh my God, you said the N word. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, Lottie go, come on, nigga, quit being a pussy. And I'll be like, look up, and she's like, well, and she just walked the dog out. I go, where the fuck this old lady come from? It was literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in yeah. A, literally on the farm roads, and she just popped up like, okay. So, but yeah, that's, that's how I am. I know I'm loud. That's I right. know I'm loud. That's all right. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Well, that's fine for you because you don't hang around me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that about yourself. That's It would be a problem if you thought you like were a normal volume. Oh, no. I know I'm not. Matter of fact, yeah. my, my roommate lives about, uh, she's about five feet, ten feet from my door. Both our doors are shut. But if it's at night, both our doors are shut. But if it's at night and I get a phone call, I will put the pillows over my head <laughs> and under the covers and I'll have a conversation. Because I, I, I don't want to wake her up. And I, and so sometimes I have to do a podcast or do, uh, you know, I record uh, the race reviews or whatever. Uh-huh. I will literally go down to the garage at night and do it so I don't have to wake her up. Because I just know how loud I am and I don't know if it's penetrating through the door. And You know it is. While she's sleeping. So, yeah. yeah. That's so. very considerate of you. And that's how you keep, that's how you have a good roommate situation yeah i guess i mean you know i mean you've talked to her she'll give you a whole different story so yeah, <laughs> yeah. but she's also a part of the lgbtq community also so excellent yeah, so it's good yeah yeah i mean she's actually really funny her damn self she ought to do stand-up i think she would kill bring pressure. her out bring her out uh well uh, you know i should i really yeah. should i really should. i think she i think she'd be a hit yeah i think they would like her yeah, yeah. what's the worst that could happen she doesn't like it and she doesn't come back. Yeah, but I don't think it's her thing, though. She just, oh. I mean, she likes being funny around the house, which is perfect for her. That's what's, a, it always cracks me up when people are like, oh my God, I'm so scared to try stand up comedy. And it's like, there's literally no barrier to entry. Like, you don't have to buy any special equipment. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to, you just, just go and do Walk it. Walk on and tell, tell a funny story about yeah. yourself or your family, whatever. And the thing about that is, I mean, that's where really you can be who you are. I mean, that's why stand up, in a way, it's, it's a, it's perfect for loners, perfect mm-hmm. people who like you don't fit in anywhere because yeah. you'll find a home within because we're all kind of loners. I mean, like we all stand alone on an island of who we are creatively. Right. And even though we are a group, we're still by ourselves in a way. Yeah. 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 It's you know? it. And that w- was also kind of what like appealed to me about it was it was like, oh, well, if I get busy and I don't have time to go out and do it, you know, I'm not letting anybody else down if it's just like something I'm doing for me. But something you also do, and I want to ask you, do you, uh, have you, you improv also? Uh, I I can do a little. I used to do improv in like high school. Um, I don't really do a lot of it now, but I can. Well, I ask it because aren't you part of an ensemble group? I know you did a, you have a, you're a cast member of An Evening with the Authors. And yes, what's that? yeah, yeah. So that is uh, a show that happens every month at the White Rabbit Cabaret. And that's where you pretend to be like, an, a fake author who has written a fake book and you read an excerpt out of your fake book. Oh, that that's perfect for you. Isn't yeah. It? Oh, it is. I, I love it because you have a, a magazine off. It's a W F. If you guys get a chance, you've got, you got to read what she writes. It's almost like the onion. Yeah. That's it's um like a satirical um, queer magazine. So you know how they have like the hard times, which is for punks and um, the that onion. Hits. Yeah. Yeah. And different. But so this, this one is one like specifically for the queer community or they have like reductress for, you know, lady comedy. Man, Mike, honestly, that shit you wrote made me laugh so much. I read all the, cause you have it on your website, your website, what's your website? Gwensunkle.com? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Go to her website, Gwensunkle.com and, it, and see what she has written on uh, print work. My God, my, it hurt my stomach. When you said most gay relationships last longer than police training. 
that and then people were in awe when the lesbian backed into a parking place. <laughs> Where did you come up with that one from? I had to come up from a real place. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it legitimately, well, so it's a joke, but it's not a joke. But so a lot of people, and I'm, I think that this probably happens in the, um, um, black community as well. It's like, if you're not sure if you need to make a quick getaway, you back into your parking spot, you know? And traditionally... Why, could we robbing stores? They've been trying to say Gwen? No, we robbing shit? not at all. Because you're like, or somebody's, you know, following you out of a store and thinks that you robbed them or something, or you never know what's going to go down. And so, um, yeah, in this particular article, this, yeah, um, person had backed into a parking spot. So... It's like it comes from this long tradition of like always having to kind of like watch your back and say, especially like in a small town or like in this story, the woman was going to like rural king or something, <laughs> you know, where someplace where it's like, OK, shady, little shady. might be some people who don't, you know, a little sketch. Yeah. Don't don't care for your type of kind around here. <laughs> um, well, I got that from my dad back in the places. So well, where do you think your dad got it? I don't know. Yeah, because he wanted to be, if something went down and he needed to be able to make a quick getaway. Last thing he knew was, oh, I got to look at my rearview mirror. Yeah. No, he can just pull right out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah ready exactly. To go. That's the way you do it. And so. it. I mean, honestly, that's one thing I got from my dad that I just take for granted, and that's backing in the spaces. Yeah, no, I I would bet money that that's where it came from originally. I should, I should ask him today. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to ask him. There you go. All because you of go. you. <laughs> I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. I mean that. Yeah. So the joke was that, yeah, she like backs into this parking spot um, even when it wasn't necessary. The, the the stuff you write. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you get a chance to watch her on stage, Gwen, you are a fun, funny, funny performer. Oh, I mean, it, you, you bring a great aura on stage. It's a, it's a great, happy aura. But I'm going to ask you something. Like sometimes I've worked with a female comic, right? And sometimes, and I think it's, if, if it's an old school crowd, do you feel the women draw back on you, like pull back on you a little bit? Um, okay, you're gonna you're gonna think this is you're gonna think I'm crazy, but no, because I'm fat, <laughs> and I think they don't think I'm trying to take their man because I'm fat. <laughs> so like they trust me, like I'm already. Oh, like you're not a threat. Yeah, yeah. I'm and little do they realize. Little do they realize you're a I double would, threat. that I have no interest in their man. <laughs> Okay, what kind of man you like? What kind of man you like? What kind of man? Uh, I, I like I said, BT. I really don't like them. You don't like them? I know. I they're they're fine. I mean, they're if you fine. had a chance, I mean, I know. I, I know. Sometimes you have to do jokes at about you know, blah, blah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you talk about going out with a man. But if you you know, like if if you were gonna go out with a guy, what kind of guy you know would attract you or whatever? Um, I like people obviously with a good sense of humor. I like people who are passionate about something. You know, but, that's. Okay, we say passion about something, but what if it's something like guns? What if they're like a gun nut? Ooh, okay, yeah. There's, there's a lot of passion, like, you know, hey, you got to see my guns. And you're like, whoa. And they got a basement, and they got every kind of gun. Then they pull out a gun, like, hey, this gun right here, Civil War, fucking Stonewall Jackson, you, this motherfucker. I mean, would you Ooh. be like, oh, at least you're passionate? I mean. Okay, what, that's a very valid point, because I would not. Yeah. I would not. Um, what if they're passionate about snakes? Like, hey, look, <laughs> I got this black mamba. Uh, uh, mamba. It's mamba. Mamba, mamba, tomato, tomato. Anyway, I I got it in Africa, right? Came over here. This son, baby, bites you're dead in ten seconds. You won't touch it. I mean, what if he a passion like that? And, and you and you go to sleep together, and he's got like a cobra sleeping with him, like not even defanged, just like a cobra, just like ready to strike. I'm not gonna do that. And you wake up, and cobra's like just got that big eyes, just looking at you, like yeah, wish you would say something, bitch. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, like what if he was passionate? <laughs> what if he was passionate like that? I mean, you gotta you gotta specify your passions. You're right. You're right. We do have to specify our passions. Um, 
passionate about something that I don't find absolutely terrifying. How about that? <laughs> well, you know, but to me, honestly, with guys, it's so different, I think, because I think they'll lure you into their place. Oh, yeah. And, and you go back to their house and you go, holy, f-. I mean, you know, you're like, you're, it's too late. Yeah. By, by then. I think that's how silver killers work. But we, we always go off of TV. Mm-hmm. fiction like oh you know i can recognize one but in real life you know no, they're very charming and they have to be because yeah. they kill people yeah, so yeah, yeah. they got to bring you in like hey you want to come on watch some netflix or something yeah you know whatever hey listen uh my friend's a cook uh he made me some you know leftover blah, 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 cauliflower when you want to come out and watch it you're like yeah sure yeah and you're there and it's over it's over it's, it's yeah. like you know i think he had a cool white friend or whatever and then he gets drunk and he takes his shirt off and he's got like a confederate flag and a nazi symbol yeah. and you're like whoa and he goes hey man guess what you ain't leaving brother you know and that's it that's scary it's true though i mean that voice is very scary Uh, yeah i I grew up in oklahoma which is even almost scarier than indiana Ooh, yeah well well, it's kind of like the same i always say indiana oklahoma same except for uh we think we're more religious than you and we and you guys have a better racetrack that's the only difference okay fair enough fair enough it it really is better racetrack better racetrack i like it um yeah, what we're talking about? Passionate. 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 Here at the Wave One Studios, last time I was at here recording in the Wave One Studios, mm. there was just loose cocaine on a table out there. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Wave One has changed. <laughs> I have changed. I've changed this place. I mean, no you more have. of that shit. No, no, more. no more. People don't believe I've never really had a drug. I mean, no. I, don't, I don't fuck around like that. Because, yeah. I mean, just because, I mean, I'm. You don't need. You don't okay, need that was mean. But I mean, it's like <laughs> you don't need a stimulant, is what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe some downers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I know. My I always sand out BT is like yeah. <laughs> hey, great. I just got a knuckle tattoo, hardy hard hard. <laughs> you know. Yes, exactly. But you know what? It's like, like I said, that's good self awareness, and I realize that now. First of all, I never really was a drug dude. But and I'm aware of the fact. But I did get scared when I had to go uh, under the knife a couple years ago, oh. and I was getting and they gave me opioid. I was like, man, I don't get addicted to this shit. Yeah. And I didn't. But that also made me. I never felt the operation. I had both my hips replaced. I, I never felt. I never felt that pain. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's good. But in a way, man, the government is so what they do. The doctors and the pharmaceutical. I don't think doctors doctor anymore. Yeah. I just think they go here. Take this pill. I mean, I really think they're like, uh, Doc, this hurts. And they go, uh, and they go, you know what? Why don't you take these? Uh-huh. I just don't think they doctor anymore. You know, where I don't know. Maybe it's now, now it's like an old curmudgeon, but I just feel like back in the day, you were like, ah, this hurts. And they feel it. And they go, well, I'll tell you what, it might be your ligaments. And then I just feel now they go, here, this reduces swelling. Take this every four hours. And I just feel like them uh, doctors and the pharmaceuticals, uh, the pharmaceutical companies are like this. Uh-huh. And I just think they don't doctor anymore. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is like, doctors assume that you've tried all of those like things like ice and exercise and things like that and like by the time you're coming to the doctor it must be bad enough that and and, you know opioids uh, opiate medications are um great for short for what they're for for short-term relief of pain um they were never meant to be used you know on a long-term basis um well you deal with uh you do it don't you do a charity or something for reproductive health uh, I, yeah, I, I've done some stuff with, uh, for Planned Parenthood and, um, the, um, Hoosier Abortion Fund. Yeah. Okay. Now, in, in what way though? Like, what do you do? In- we, uh, so my friend Aaron Carr, RAP, um, used to do a comedy show called Nasty Women and we would, um, raise money for that. And then we would also do, um, like a menstrual product hygiene drive. So, um, because a lot of the, um, places that distribute food and supplies to unhoused folks, um, Th- like that's a item that people ask for, but they, they rarely get donated to what, them. For, 
like pads and tampons and stuff. Okay, why don't you say that then? Okay, I don't know. We're just being, you know. No, just say it. Like, just say pads right. and tampons. Pads and tampons. Okay, thank I'll, you. I said yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we would collect those for um, one of the local um, food banks because they said like people would ask for them all the time and they wouldn't have any to give out. Wow, I never thought about that. I had never thought about it either. And but yeah, that that was something that they were like, oh no no no, we would actually really this would be really helpful for us. Are you passionate about that? Uh, people menstruating, yes. No, I'm I mean, very <laughs> passionate about people, people being able to have access reproductive to health for women, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, it's you know, as much as we want to talk about how things are moving forward, in a lot of ways they have moved backward. Um, yes, definitely. In in that way, and it very much feels like an attack on women. Um, you know, not like. Like like women, the capital W, not like um, you know me personally. Um, yeah, you know. no, I, I feel that also. Yeah, because it's like trying to control our bodies and say like when we can reproduce and when we can't, and just you know the things that you hear some of these old men senators say that you're just like, have they ever? It's opened a like an anatomy textbook or like did they not take? Ninth grade health. It's unbelievable what they get away with, what they say, and they get no pushback. Yeah. Like they if they to me, if they said it in the streets and would get popped in the mouth, maybe that's what they deserve. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because what they get away with, and I'm no saint at all, but I mean, I have always, at least the way I was brought up, I just the way they treat women, it's like, listen, okay, so you got pregnant. Okay, it takes two to tango. Now, women are going to get the brunt because you, yeah. it shows. Yeah. Okay? No one talks about the, the, the person who got you pregnant. Right. right? So if you want to get rid of it or whatever, say you want to live a lot, whatever. Say you want to get rid of it. That's your choice because the other person is gone. They're yeah. done. So you want to, and they're going to say, no, you can't. Yeah. Did, and did you know that actually um, the people who seek uh, to terminate a pregnancy most are people who already have children? Wow. That's really yeah, the number one user of um uh abortion, abortion. services. Why no, why is that? Because they're like, Hey, we already have two kids. We cannot bring a third one into this mix, you know? Wow. You know, either financially, logistically, whatever. Um, their birth control failed. Like they they had an IUD or they, you know, their husband had a vasectomy or they were using protection, but somehow they got pregnant, didn't intend to, and 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 they're like, Hey, we we this is not in our plan and it doesn't work for us. Now are they getting any kind of pushback? Does anybody mention that? Well, that's the thing. It's like everybody thinks that it's a the, single mom or a single woman. Yeah. Or like some girl who's just out doing X, whatever, Y, or Z, whatever, whatever. And it's like, no, these are people who have made really thoughtful pl family planning decisions. And they're like, two is enough for us. Well, I, and also, if you got the means to it, and don't tell me those sinners, if their daughters got pregnant by oh, no say, a black man, whatever, they go, oh, we'll take care of it. Oh, no kidding. You That's know? what's, and, and their mistresses. And, and no one ever calls mm, them out on it. Exactly. No one ever, why don't, any, you know, I think, I think they all got dirt on each other. So that's why no one just has the common sense questions like, hey, if your daughter got pregnant by this black guy right here, I bet, would you let her have the kid? And, and, and I, he would be like, oh, of course I would. But, you know, good and goddamn well he would. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah. It, it, you got to hate. I always feel like we're such a, ah, even though I, I laud the future and how we are now, I still think in a lot of ways we go backwards. In a lot of ways, how we say women, like, oh, we celebrate women and, you know, my happy Mother's Day. And that's about it. After mm -hmm. that, it's still basically the same old antiquated thoughts on how we how we should treat. Like, hey, have my, you know, I want to come home to dinner on the stove uh -huh. and you do this. And you're taking care of the kids. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't want a lot of this. I want a lot of this, not yeah. a lot of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, do you feel that way? 
yeah i mean there's certainly a, a portion of the population that lives like that and that's what they want out of a partner and that's what they think women should do you know um yeah. abortion wise you uh, obviously uh, for it yeah I'm, I, I'm not only pro-choice i'm pro-abortion bc <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm the same way. You know what? They should go, they should go to the exact opposite. Instead of like going, you know, having protesters in front, they should have people applauding you. Hey, yeah. can you GoFundMe an abortion? Like, can you go put on GoFundMe abortion? They should have pictures of women like this. Like, if you see a woman of, of a woman going like, and it says, hey, go fund my abortion. They go, oh, definitely. The last definitely. thing you want yeah. is that woman having a kid. No kidding. And this woman yeah. that went through McDonald's, right, and she didn't get her cookie. She went back through with a gun, and I think she shot the court because she didn't get her cookie. Oh, Jesus. Now, now, what makes you think she's going to be a great mom? Yeah. So why don't you just nip it in the bud, right, have her go fund me an abortion. Absolutely. I would pay for that. I'm going to pay for the whole thing for her yeah. not to, but you got to have a picture and have her just like, I look like this. Just like looking. A, oh yeah, I don't want to have that. Very and irresponsible. Applaud them when yeah. they come out. Listen, the people should be uh, ordered. You applaud made them. A, the choice that was right for you. You know who? Would, uh, thank you, Spirit Airline employees, uh, uh, nightclub bouncers. <laughs> um, every, they would be like, oh, thank you so much. I mean, seriously, future, that you didn't pop out some sort of thank you very poorly behaved child. Could because an eighteen or a twenty-one year, this motherfucker's gonna be coming through your club, causing trouble. So yep. you, thank you. Like owners of clubs going. Thanks, Pam. Thank you for your service. Seriously. Day- daycare owners, daycare workers are like, oh, I don't have to deal with that little shit in four years. <laughs> we have an abortion day parade. <laughs> we wish have an abortion day parade. Yes. And just celebrate be- all of the. We should. That way, hey, thanks for not, you know, putting a, a squeeze on our natural resources. Yes. And yeah. just, just thank you. We got a lot going on yeah. and not having to worry about another kid. Is- no more fights on Carnival Cruises. All because you did what you had to do, lady. Thank you. This is good. Yeah. I mean, am I being, you know? No, let's get in the streets. Let's do it. <laughs> let's get in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. We're having a parade. That's where the parades happen, right? What's the parade for, Mommy? Oh, yeah. you were almost, <laughs> Mommy is almost part of this parade. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you're an only kid, well, Mommy was a part of this parade last year. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm for it, I'm for it, yeah. So what are your overall goals in comedy? What do you want to do? Because I see your clips, and man, you got a good thing going on. You got, I mean, the pictures, there's a reason I asked if you did the, um, if you did like, um, you know, improv, whatever, because I think you'd be a great actor, a great character actor, like oh, in, in a way of yeah. Melissa McCarthy, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, can, no, I can see that, because you're, like I said, you just have a great aura. I want to say it's funny. It's a little goofy. Yeah, it's yeah. every, and that's what you. And uh, for me personally, I just like I like all kind of comedy. But I, when I first saw your first clip where you were at the attic, I thought that was great. And I like how you suddenly told those people to shut the fuck up, and then came back <laughs> like shut up. You came back like this, and I was like, man, they must have been getting on your nerves because you. I mean, but you did it with a smile and came back, and I was like, I like that shit. <laughs> they just kept talking. They, he, why? I, I why. And I need to be better about like not just like not letting it distract no. me. But it's so hard. No, no, it's don't. so hard. No, no, because you know comedy clubs don't do a goddamn thing. They really don't. And get and you get on your fucking nerve and you're trying to concentrate and they're talking. Okay, a perfect example. I remember being um going to watch Brian Regan. This was like during the height of the uh the pandemic, but uh-huh. luckily Indiana doesn't believe in science. Right. So Brian <laughs> Regan was here doing the show, right? And it was some last minute show, granted. But it was Brian fucking Regan. Yeah. So I get down there thinking, oh god. Legend. Nobody was there basically. This couple was making out to the point of they had to kick them out. Oh People my God. were talking. 
over Brian. He's getting a special ready for his last Netflix special. That was when he was getting ready. It, it got so bad, he goes, he went back to doing old jokes. That's how bad it got. He, he mixed a little, he was doing his new stuff. And uh, yeah, and I was like, I, I just. That's embarrassing. It really was. I go, what are you doing? It's like clubs don't do shit. They get these big ass bouncers. What the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. What are y'all doing? No. You know, they do nothing. So when you're on stage and you have a meltdown, it makes you look bad. But it's like, you're doing the job they should have been fucking doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so often, like, people think that they're helping. They think that, like, com- their comments are, like, helping. And it's like, no, you're stepping on my punchline. Like, <laughs> what, what part of mental retardation don't you understand that you're not helping this fucking show? You know what you could help? If you go fucking die tonight. I mean, I, I, I think I said that one time I got so mad. I, go, I hope you fucking die. I think I said that. Damn. Just like that. I mean, just like that. And people think I don't get me, but nothing pisses me off more when I want to get to a joke and I can't concentrate because you are talking. And, I, and sometimes what I do is I'll angle my body it, that's my way of saying fuck you I saying fuck you I'll angle my body this way yeah. and I'll talk to people this way yeah. and, they'll, and they'll say something where they, they want me to respond back and I'll just keep this way and, yeah. and it's great because sometimes they'll, they'll get it and they'll leave and I go thank god I go I hope they fucking die I said that before don't say it I don't hope anyone dies no I mean uh, but I meant that because when I'm on stage uh, then yeah, your joke should get out I mean if you're a comedian and you're on stage then yeah I mean that but other than that no I don't hope anybody to die but, yeah. but if you're doing a show yeah, I should say you were at a comedy competition. I go, oh, my girl Gwen's up. And I'm, oh, it's my favorite bit. And somebody's talking. Then that's when I go, oh, that person dies tonight. <laughs> I do. I do. Because yeah. it's you. I mean, that's how I, I, I feel you. about you. Thank you. I think you got a great thing going. I think oh, you, thank you. I know you do. You have a great thing going. You're, you're, I mean, what do you want? What are your goals? Because a lot of times, and I tell people this all the time, I feel like a papa bear when I do this. It's like I ask people that because I don't want them to get in what I got in the trap of. You just keep doing comedy, keep doing comedy, keep doing comedy. And all of a sudden this happens and keep doing comedy. And all of a sudden one day you wake up like, what the fuck? So what are your goals? What do you want to do? That's a that's a really great great question. And I've thought about that too, because comedy is very much something that like, it's not like, oh, you win an Olympic gold medal and then you're done or something. You know, it's like very much your own goals. And um, I have a special coming out on December 1st. So oh, I'm shit. super excited oh, about that. On what, on what, what, uh, what avenue? What? It'll be on YouTube. Okay. At least. And what's, what's, it, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, it's called a two-person job. Um, and yeah, so that'll be out on December 1st where'd on you, YouTube. Where'd, where'd you film it? Uh, at Almost Famous here in Indianapolis on Mass Ave. Okay. Yeah. Was it your crowd? Was it your kind of crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of my family came, um, a lot of friends. So it was good. Congratulations. Yeah, we did two shows in one night and they were both sold out. So that was Oh, was congratulations. Great. Yeah. And it was all like decorated for Christmas. So we filmed this all. It was almost a year ago. We filmed it December of last year. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it like there were all these Christmas decorations up, and we're like, so we're gonna save it and put it out for Christmas. Oh my God! Look at you! you. Know, Look you know. at you! And it's gonna be—I think it's gonna be really cute. I saw the first cut of it recently, and I like it a lot. No, man, you should be like, and you should be yeah. happy like you are now. I mean, yeah. you can't help but love this beautiful smile. I mean that. So what is like I said? What other than that? What are all the other overall goals you have? Oh man, I'd love to uh, get to travel some more to do comedy, to go to some different cities and stuff. Okay. Um, love to do some more festivals and stuff. Um, what festivals have you done besides Middle Ground? Um, I've done Limestone. I've done Flyover Festival in St. Louis, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the Detroit Women's Comedy Festival. Nice. Did the Rubber City Comedy Festival. What's, so, rubber, what's rubber City? Uh, it's in um, Akron. Akron? Yeah. Ohio. Oh, yeah, because they yeah, made yeah. Uh, the, the tires. The tires. That's oh, where they home made the, the tire. tires. Yes. Home of the tires. Good year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good yeah. year. That's, that, was that the first tire? Um, 
That's a great question. Well, yeah, it's weird. It's like the home of the tire is Akron, but the, the Model T was made in Detroit. Detroit. So how'd those two meet? Well, like they had Tinder? to get them somewhere. Uh, they yeah. on Tinder or something? Hey, man, I think these would go better than your, however they were. What, what were they before? Uh, that's a good, I don't know. I, uh, maybe instead of Why? Ti- look that shit up. You ain't doing Tinder, shit. Tinder was tire. Look that shit up, Wyatt. Um, yeah. Shredder. 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 Shredder.com. No, like uh, the first tire, uh, the tire was made in Akron, Ohio. Okay. And the, uh, the uh, car was in Detroit. So how did those two meet up? Like, how did they happen to like... Because they had bicycle tires before they had car tires, right? I guess they figured, hey, it's round. Fuck yeah. it. Let's put some rubber yeah. on it. Yeah. Right? So what, what were tires before, though? Were they like wooden? Um, were they rock like like Fred Flintstone? You're asking all the hard questions. I'm actually not a tire historian, BT. I'm a rubber historian. I'm no. a rubber. Oh, so you rubber. know about uh, knuckle tattoos, but you don't know about the tire. I, that, and that's why I have to hold the abortion day parade every year. What we call our what would we what would we call um dead man the dead man's parade no <laughs> maybe um, like the um the yeetus the fetus <laughs> day <laughs> that was thank you for your service day yes how about the uh, uh what would we call it Sa- saving the earth yeah responsible family planning oh Pray. responsible family planning day mm-hmm. oh i like that yeah responsible family planning day yeah anytime like any religious leaders would come we go no you guys got to stay away we, we pushed them away yeah. yeah i think it'd be a better society after you think that if honestly if you took away it, I, although like i don't know i just feel like religious people always make things worse yeah. In a way. Yeah. I, and like, I'm, I'm starting to question missionaries going to Africa. Like, did they ask you to come over there? I mean, were they in jail and they wanted you? Or you just went over there going, hey, here's what you guys are going to do. You're going to worship God in Jesus. And they go, no, we're good, man. No, no. You're going to find Jesus. No, we're good. No, you're going to find Jesus. And they make you. Like, yeah. Desmond Tutu said the best. When you came over to pray with me, when I opened my eyes, all my land was gone. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's really true that... Yeah, you know, and and I grew up in the church, so I you know I have a lot of firsthand experience with this. I and are you Catholic or Baptist or what? no? We grew up in a Methodist church. What but, does that mean? Uh, it's a, like a Protestant denomination. I still um, don't know what that like, means. Like less hellfire and brimstone than the Baptists, but um, less like pomp and circumstance. Could y'all dance and Yeah, yeah, we could dance and all that. We weren't like Pentecostal, but it was still like um, a lot of like you know, you should go out and do missionary work and convert people to Christianity. Why? Like why? I always want to know why. Because I mean, honestly, atheists really, I mean, there's no atheist wars. I don't yeah. remember an atheist yeah, war. Nobody's ever... Unless you watch the WNBA girls get together and start fucking fighting. Like, God damn, that bitch, you know, you shouldn't elbow that bitch when she was rebounding. You know what I mean? But other than that, I mean, you never seen the atheist. It's all, all, all the big wars. It's are basically in the religious. name of God. Yeah, yeah. All the holy wars. Yeah. Everything in the name of God. And the Christians defeated the Muslims during the, uh, the 1700s during, because the Moors came over and they were Muslim and they taught all the basics of life, how we are now, how to bathe and how to everything yeah. else. Sanitation, all that, and, and then the Christians came in and during the and they defeated the Muslim, and that's why I think society started going down. Yeah. I think the Christians ruined everything. Yeah, but the Catholics are in the back going, "Well, not everything." I mean, <laughs> I mean, why is it honestly? If you're possessed by the devil, right? It's always Catholics, right? Yeah. I mean, and they always had a Catholic priest to get the you know mm-hmm. do a uh, exorcism. Yeah. So that right there should tell you about your religion, shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you have to, if you're always, if you're getting possessed by the devil and you're supposed to be religious and it's always in the same church, I mean, I'm, I've been a Baptist, you know, well, supposed to be a Baptist my whole life, but never have you heard about, I mean, the devil, like, oh, that kid's possessed by the devil. It, it never happened to us. 
Yeah, and it it never happens at like a church's chicken. <laughs> it's always like in a church. So, where did you pull that one out of your ass on that one? It's never the church's chicken. Like, <laughs> oh man, what's wrong with your wings? I feel the devil in me. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Can you imagine getting possessed in a church's chicken? Yeah. They would be like, oh hell no. Huh? We going to Chick Fil A now. They don't want to close on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> they all about the Lord. It's the Lord's chicken right here. Exactly. It's the Lord's chicken. He ain't open on Sunday because the Lord's trying to think of a special recipe from Monday through Saturday. It's like ta- taking two of the tenders and making the sign of the cross. <laughs> I guess. The power of Christ compels you. With a two piece. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look that up? Instead of communion waivers, it's a. I didn't even know what to look up. God damn it! I'm so sick of you. It's a it's a church's biscuit instead of a communion <laughs> waiver. <laughs> Just as dry. <laughs> <laughs> his body I eat and you know, this is good ass damn Jesus you taste good right <laughs> they should do that like have like that that cheddar biscuit from uh, oh from wh- Red Lobster oh the cheddar yeah. biscuit from Red Lobster right yeah. and then uh, get some like some real wine like some real mm-hmm. wine like Ripple yeah. maybe some Ripple oh, okay go back yeah. to San Francisco Sundays get some Ripple some real wine man you get some more people in church maybe you sure would yeah. and, if, and if you don't talk about Jesus listen I think all of them are full of shit but I listen to Joel Osteen a lot. Like he got me through a lot of. I mean, seriously. If and and they said it best in Bill Burr's movie, uh, Dads, uh, Old Dads. Uh-huh. His but his buddy said it best, and he goes, "If you take away all that Jesus shit, he actually has a good message." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest shit, but it's it's true. Joel Osteen's funny. You know he's full of shit, but he actually has a good message. Uh, if you take away the Jesus part of it out. It's actually a really good message. And it may, he makes me feel good. Because I have serious satellite radio. Let's start going, yeah, he's right. And then, like I said, I tried to take away the Jesus part of it. And I go, yeah, and I feel better after I hear it. I swear to God, I was going, I was going through a rough patch. And I listened to him like every day about for how long. And I was like, yeah. And okay. I really did. I felt good. I mean, honestly, I just don't like when they start. And then, and then I, was, I just, I don't know. I, I just realized. It's, it's like this. It's like. When, I don't know if you've been to those places where you stop it. Oh, this is funny. You got to look at this. This is great. Oh, wow. How great is that? This is a turkey. A turkey walking in the street. A man dressed as a six foot tall turkey, five foot tall turkey. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's great. That's typical Indiana. That's beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's almost like you've been in those cities where you stop at a stoplight and then like it's the firefighters or whatever they're trying to uh, yeah, get yeah. money. And every time they look at me, they go, and they just keep on walking because they, they kind of know. I think yeah. when you're young, they realize when you're younger, you don't know your history yet. And you just say, hey, Mr. Fireman. And after a while, you're like, man. And they look at you like, yep, he knows. And they just he keep knows. on going. And they, like people want to get somebody to vote. You know, and they look at me like, yeah, he, he knows. Yeah. It's not for him. You know, and just keep on walking. But that's why I look at uh, religion. But like I said, Joel Osteen's the only one. I like his, I just like his, like I said, take the Jesus stuff out of it. I like the positive message he has. Okay. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are pastors, if not stand up comedians, you know, with a begging for money. different message? Yeah, 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 begging for money. Begging for money. Selling their merch. <laughs> <laughs> Out there selling a church t shirt. <laughs> Get yourself a koozie. <laughs> It's a Christ koozie. It's a Christ koozie. Hey, you want a drink and you don't want to feel guilty because you feel like you're letting the Lord down? Get your Christ koozie. Christ koozie. Mm-hmm. It has a little pocket for your communion wafer. Yeah. And then get your Christ tenders. Uh, yeah. Hold them in the. Yeah. Chick fil A should come up with chicken tenders like crosses. Mm-hmm. People would go for that shit. Like, they would. Ma'am, tell you something. Chick fil A loves the Lord. I, I guarantee you, people in the South, they would, they would eat that shit up. Oh, people in the South go crazy for Chick fil A. 
and they think they're part of Jesus, so they would. They go. do. They do. Man, Chick Fil A would fucking. They be they be billionaires between Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida. They already alone. are. But even more billionaires can you be yeah. even more. I mean, they they would put numbers like 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 what's her name Taylor Swift numbers. They put up Taylor Swift numbers. Taylor Swift numbers. They would Chick Fil A and Taylor Swift could get this country back on its feet financially. <laughs> wow. As a matter of fact, if Taylor Swift sold fucking Chick Fil A at her concerts. What white women's heads would explode? They really and but and Beyonce be like, mm, I know that's right, and she would come in and she would yeah, have to come up with a, yeah. with a what I don't know Bojangles, I don't know something. But <laughs> Beyonce is is classier than Bojangles. Okay, Popeyes. Okay, Popeyes. But but I think but I think she's uh, vegetarian. I think I hope she is. But either way, but Taylor Swift, Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. Beyonce with somebody else that's kind of healthy, and we could get this country out of our doldrums. Yeah, I agree. So? I agree. Yeah, yeah. Think so? Yeah. Let's save the save the country. Do you, who do you think would sponsor? Do you think one of them would perform at our um, Yeetus the Fetus Day Parade? <laughs> Beyonce, call us. <laughs> Don't call. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call us. We'll call. We'll you. call you. <laughs> Have her and Rihanna show up. <gasps> oh. Yes. Yes. Rihanna would definitely perform. Yes, she would. Responsible it? Family Planning Day Parade. Yeah, make it all black. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what I mean? How great would that be? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh. <sighs> Responsible Parenting Parade. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> it's coming. And, but we couldn't get any Chick-fil-A sponsorship. We could not get Chick-fil-A to sponsor Who would sponsor us? What, what, what company would have the guts to sponsor I think us? I think you're right. Spirit Airlines would sponsor <laughs> Spirit, please. Please go to Responsible Day please Parade. Please don't have any children. Yeah, um, whatever you yeah. do. They, they hand that condoms on the Spirit, spirit as you walk on. Yes. Please. Have a spirit. Please. Yes, please. please. Don't, don't procreate. Condom, we do not need more Condom the coat hangers. <laughs> the Cotton of the Coat Hangers Tour. Stop it. Oh, my God. Sponsored by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Off to Never Never Land. Not for you, though. <laughs> okay, before we get out of here, uh, anything you want to... Uh, okay, you got your special coming up. December 1st. Yes. Called? Uh, a two-person job. Two-person job. And where else can they find you at? You can find me at GwenSunkle.com or um, on social media at Gwenderwoman. Anything else you want to say? Um, it's all you, baby. Is thank it? you so much for having me. This no, was a blast. No, let me tell you something, man. You know, I like to think I've, I've always been nice to you, but and, but you know, I never we never really like you know talk 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 talk. Mm-hmm. And then you said BT, I like to be on your podcast. And when you said that, I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, it was like it wasn't even consideration. It was like, well, you know, I was like, no, fuck yeah. But I, I but and I, but I said, listen, I'm really busy. And I know that sounded like a brush off, but it was no, true. I knew no, I was going to go busy. for a long. I was, I was gonna be out for a long time. You were time. on a cruise. We, you I was were stuck on, a, on a cruise ship. Yeah, you? so I was like, but I said, when I, well, when I get when back, back though. And uh, man, I'm so glad. Because you know what? I love discovering people on it. I mean, like the long form talk reveals who the person really is. Right. I mean, and if right, you right. listen to any podcast, if you can wade through the bullshit or whatever, you know, the jokes and the just wade through the bullshit and listen, listen. But listen between the lines, it tells the person who they are. It tells yeah. who that person And you are fucking great. Thank I you. think you're like I said. I'm not even whistling Dixie. You're funny. You're funny on stage. You're written shit. Like if you get chance, go to her website. And that stuff you wrote for Off Magazine is fucking hilarious. I like what you're doing with the Pride community. Good Thank for you, you with that. You include everybody in your show. So if you got a closed mind, still go to her show. She'll yeah. open it up for you because she's funny. I mean, if I'm bottom of my heart, man. It, 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 you know, I don't know how sometimes people feel when they have a closed mind. But if they're watching this, they gotta have an open mind because who you I would am. Hope, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. You know. So if you see Gwen, please go see her. Very funny. You're always around this area, Louisville. Yeah, all around the midwest all around the midwest and you should honestly and i'm gonna say right now you should be 
in LA. I can see you as an LA Groundlings person. Oh. Easily. No. Yeah. You could be on the Groundlings and I can see you on I can see you on Saturday Night Live. I can see you on Saturday Night Live. And you will be funny. No, you really would be. I could see you on Saturday Night Live being a character and you're funny. I mean, you could go to Chicago and be uh, in Second City, which would be great for you, but honestly, I would skip that and go straight to uh, LA cuz you're that funny and you're you'd be a great character. Do you hear that, Hollywood? See? And that that's what I'm talking about. You're funny. I love thank you, Gwen. You. Thank you're, you. I love you too, BT. No, I think so you're much. great. Thanks for being a guest on here. Absolutely. Anytime. And, and sorry you couldn't get in the door. <laughs> she couldn't get in the door. But that's for a whole another story. Hey, thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. I sure appreciate you guys. Seriously, just viewing and taking a chance on comics you never heard of. Because I, to me, that's what it's all about. I mean, anybody knows the big name comics. But goddamn, you know where they started? They started here. People don't sure. know you. And all of a sudden, they get boom, boom, boom. And you're making that step. So thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. I'm BT. That's Gwen Sunkle. You know what I say about this time. You know the word. Pain.